Edwards Children's Church taking the kids to uh, to uh, incredible pizza yesterday. I believe that's in Conroe, and uh, had good reports that they had such a tremendous time, and uh, had a great time of fun. And uh, Brother John uh, left prepared. When he got back, his hair was all sticking up. I didn't realize he had so much hair to stick up there, but he had more than what I thought. But anyway, we're pre, uh, we do appreciate everyone that works in every every office of this church. Amen. This here doesn't just happen, but people make may work to make it happen. We do appreciate that. The men who uh, yesterday helped over in the gym, we appreciate that very much, putting in some uh, bases for volleyball poles. I know some of our elderly saints will will get good use out of that, and uh, but I think what it is is uh, Brother Allen, myself, and Brother Derek, some different ones. We're getting too old to play basketball, so we had to find something else that we can play. And uh, so when the younger start beating us, we change games. And uh, so anyway, we. Uh, I do appreciate the ones who helped yesterday, and I know some more would have been there, but we didn't tell a lot of people. I, I didn't think it was going to be an all-day job, but it was. And uh, we do appreciate those who worked on that. And uh, let's remember that uh, turkey time is, is coming up very quickly, and uh, I'm always late uh, getting into this, so I want to start early. You say, I'm early. Well, that's, that's good. Better to be late than early. Uh, but unless it's for your death, but yeah, better better to be early than late unless it's for your death. Excuse me, but uh, there uh, there is a project that I want this to go to this year, and uh, I've I've been thinking about this for some time. I checked on it pretty extensively a few years ago, and uh, just didn't feel comfortable with doing it. But I, I want to uh, get a a sign, a digital sign for the front of the church, and uh, we're in a very good location, be very good advertisement, and uh, look very nice, so that's what I want this to go toward this year, so I encourage you to work very hard, sell turkeys, and we'll be sure to get them cooked, and, and uh, see that, that uh, be a great, a great uh, success. I think last year, we wound up cooking over 600 turkeys, I think it was, and uh, it would be good to beat that this year. Every year it keeps getting more. I think the first year I cooked turkeys, I think I cooked about 65, I believe it was, and uh, so we have grown in that area, so uh, <clears throat> we want to keep doing that and uh, see uh, see good things, good things come about. I think a sign would look very nice in front of the church and uh, be very good advertisement and uh, so be money put to good use and uh, so remember those announcements brother pixler will be here tonight brother tim pixler and uh, we'll be here tonight and we'll be having church tomorrow night monday night church i know is a little different but uh, we will be uh, dismissing our wednesday night service due to his conflict of uh, his services, and I felt like just having him to come. So we'll be having church uh, tonight and tomorrow night. So invite people to the house of God. Let's see God do something great for us. Brother Tr uh, Pixler is a tremendous preacher and uh, blessed his church many, many times. So we want to be faithful to the house of God, be here early for prayer tonight and uh, seeking the face of the Lord. Also, we have a meeting for all of the ones from 18 years to 40 years of age. It does not matter if you're married or not. I would like to meet with everyone in that age group. If you're uh, close to those ages and you would like to come, you're more than welcome. But I ask you, please, I ask and I strongly suggest that all the ones from 18 to 40 be there if your husband or your wife don't want to come you bring yourself anyway and uh we gotta i've got some things the lord has laid on my heart i want to talk to you about and uh, if you're younger or if you're older and you want to come 
uh, you're more than welcome because it's not a private meeting, but I felt like this age group was very important uh, to to hear what I feel like the Lord is, would have me to say. So remember that. And uh, then Children's Revival coming up the 13th of October. That's on a Saturday. And uh, invite people. I believe they have some different gifts for those who get the most kids out here. Uh, they have some flyers on the welcoming desk, so get those. Invite people to the house of God. That's what it's all about. I'm going to heaven, but I don't want to go by myself. Amen. I'm going to heaven, but I don't want to be there by myself. I don't like being by myself. Amen. Being by yourself is no fun. Amen. So I want to carry somebody with me to heaven. And uh, I tell you what, one reason is heaven's going to be great. Another reason is I don't want to see anybody die lost. Amen. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn to John chapter 21. John chapter 21, verse number 15. John chapter 21, verse number 15. The scripture says, so when they had dined, Jesus saith unto Simon Peter, Simon, now play, pay, uh, my tongue is all twisted up this morning. There's no telling what I'll be able to say before we get out of here. Pay close attention to what Jesus addressed Peter as. He said, Jesus said unto Simon Peter, then Jesus speaking, Simon, son of Jonas. He did not address him as being Peter, but he said, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Lord, or yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, feed my lambs. He said unto him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my sheep. He said unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Thank you for standing for the reading of the word of the Lord. <clears throat> I want to uh, preach to you what I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart for this service this morning. And I want to talk to you from this subject about a relationship with God. A relationship with God. Relationship is something that is very very important in our life relationship you don't just join into a relationship with everybody that comes along you can have a lot of friends you can have a lot of uh, a lot of people that you would like to hang around but there's not a lot of people that you want to join into a relationship with we are living in a mixed up and crazy world this world um, i was reading the other day an article i can't remember if it was in a magazine or in the paper but i was reading and they were discussing the fact if you should have children before marriage or after marriage and uh that's that's a crazy world, but it is uh, it is taking place in our world today, and it is a serious question that some people ask today. 
And uh, it's even uh, so dominant in the world today that it becomes natural in the church, but uh, it's still not natural in God's eyes. It's still not the plan of God. I know people make mistakes and people uh, fall short of what they should be, but don't ever get comfortable with sin. Amen. Then the question was asked, if we should or if we shouldn't, then is it necessary, is marriage even necessary? It's crazy. Homosexuals is wanting to get married. Straight people's wanting to stay unmarried. <laughs> We've got a mixed up world. <laughs> it's a crazy world. Um, but that's what happens when we do not have God involved in our life. I'm not here to criticize anybody that's, that's fallen short of the expectations of God in their life. But, but I'm just trying to use this illustration to make a point. Relationship is something that is, it is very important because it, it requires commitment. And uh, when you enter into a relationship, husband and wife, the husband and wife relationship is so important because it is so, uh, so close connected with the relationship of God and mankind. And uh, that's the reason why it's very important that, that you make sure you got the right one. Amen. Amen. So hear me, young people. It's very important that you make sure you get the right one. Not the second, third, or fourth time, but the first time. And anybody that's ever been in a broken marriage would, would tell you, be sure you get the right one because it's not anything that people want someone to go through. But in the beginning, God created man and He created woman. And He put them together in a union. And he said in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 24, Therefore shall man shall a man leave his father and his mother and cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. <clears throat> Amen. There is somebody that's got to be more important than your relationship with parents. I don't believe that marriage should separate. I believe marriage should bring together but still, <laughs> Lord, I don't even want to get into that. That could be an all-day process. But still, there has to be breaking away from and a union too. There has to be a commitment when you, when you stand before the judge or the minister. In all cases, you're standing before God. You commit until death do we part. It's a commitment. It's a, it's a commitment. And God loves commitment. God requires commitment. God encourages commitment. God desires commitment. That's the reason why God smiles upon marriage. He put man and woman together. Amen. To be fruitful and multiply and replenish and uh, bring uh, uh, beauty to the earth. So, so there is a union. There must be a union. There must be commitment in the house of God. I, uh, sometimes we are, we are like the one that, that the, the dad come to uh, one of his sons and said, I want you to work. And one son said, I, I'm too busy. i got other things to do. Another came and said, I want you to work. And, oh, yeah, you know I'll be there, Johnny, on the spot. I'm faithful. You can, you can count on me. The one who said he wasn't going to come showed up. The one who said he was did not. If we're not very careful, our relationship with God is that we do not want to make a commitment. We're looking for a good time God, a good time friend. A good time companion. Uh, I think, uh, <clears throat> well, at this point, not the next ceremony that I take part in, 
but <clears throat> but I I think it would be better if we say, do you promise to stay to this one until they displease you or until they get a little overweight or a little underweight or till they get unhealthy or till they do something that that you wish they wouldn't and then you have a right to separate because people are standing there entering into something they do not realize how important it is. That's the reason why when people come to God, I don't want to rush them into the baptistry. I want them to make sure they're ready to make a commitment to God. They're ready to enter in to a relationship with God. It's something that you don't need to do when you're hyped up and excited, but it's something you need to do after you've thought about the situation. I know that, this, that, that contradicts a lot of people's ideas and philosophies, but, but I, I don't believe that it's, that it's about just rushing in. I, I believe it's about somebody making a commitment and starting a relationship with God. Amen. Amen. God is looking for someone uh, to follow Him and to have a relationship with Him, not someone that would follow Him from a distance. The disciples followed Him to Calvary from a distance. His closest, His closest, one betrayed Him, the other denied Him, the rest followed from a distance. They did not want to get too close because they were scared about what the relationship would cost them. Amen. Amen. Some people don't want to enter into relationship because it would cost them their freedom. Because it would cost them their privacy. Because it would cost them their new car. Because it would cost them their trips because it would cost them their girlfriend or boyfriends because it would cost them their other relationships it would it would invade their privacy it would invade their time it would invade their space but i want to tell you today god will not allow a shack up mentality when it comes to serving him God is not interested in just today. But God is interested in to long-term commitment. God's not interested in you just coming to Him to get care of a couple of problems, but God is interested in you coming to Him and saying, God, from this day forward, from this point forward, from this time on, I make a commitment in the good time and in the bad time. In the rainy season and in the sun shining. Plenty of money or no money. Health or no health. I am making a commitment. I want to enter into relationship with you, God. Hallelujah. That's what God is interested in. Amen. He, he's not just a quick fix to your dilemma. He's not just a quick solver to your problem. But God is interested in you committing yourself to Him. We find that the Apostle Peter was referred to. Jesus changed His name from from Simon, son of Jonas, to Peter, which is a small stone. And then we find that, that Jesus tells him the future, and he says, before the rooster crows, you're going to deny me. Not once, not twice, but three times you're going to deny me. All of this had already taken place. They're gathered together, the disciples, what is left of their ragtag bunch is gathered together 
in one place and they're discussing the future of what we're going to do. And then Peter says, I'm going to go fishing. And so Peter encourages a few of them and they jump in the boat and they go fishing and they have caught nothing. Jesus is walking on the shore and he asked them, have you caught anything? They didn't know who it was. No, we haven't caught anything all night. He said, well, cast your net on the right side of the boat. I don't know if he meant the right side of the boat or the right side of the boat. Evidently, they were fishing on the wrong side of the boat. But they cast their net on the right side of the boat. And when they did, they caught more fish than what they were able to carry to the bank. The nets begin to break. They had to get someone to help them carry them in. Peter did not even wait on them to get to the land, but he jumps out and he takes off toward Jesus because he realized who it was. When he got there, Peter is sorting the fish. He's counting the fish. I believe it was somewhere around 165 fish that they had caught. Great fish. Nice fish. Wonderful fish. Good fish. They must have been bass. He was counting them out. One by one, he was excited because this was something that Peter loved to do. He loved to fish. He was born to fish. and uh, But he was reborn to preach the gospel. And so Jesus is watching Peter. And he looks at Simon. This is after the denial of Jesus. And he calls him Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Do you love me, Simon? Peter's counting the fish. He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest I love thee. He said, Feed my lambs. Peter's still counting the fish. He saith unto him the second time, Simon, lovest thou me? He looks up. Yes, Lord, you know I love you. And then he continues messing with the things that he loves to handle. How many times have we been asked the question, do you love me? And we, yeah, Lord, yeah, Lord. You know I love you, but we've never pulled over into the church parking lot to say a prayer. You know I love you, God, but I'm busy with what I've got to do right now, so I'm not going to make it to Wednesday night church. You know, Lord, that I love you, but I'm in a hurry right now, and today's such a pretty day, and I know, God, you'd understand <laughs> not going to make it Sunday, Lord. But you know I love you. We continue doing the things just like we've always done. But with one side of the brain, we're telling God, man, I'm crazy about you, God. I don't know about you, but I feel like there'd be a little problem going on on Looper Valley out there. It's not Looper Hill because we go down the hill to get to our house. And uh, if, <laughs> if uh, Mr. Looper showed up with somebody else on his arm and said, You know, baby, I still love you. There'd be no small stir. <laughs> You know, and she says, but do you, oh, you know I love you, but what, what is this over here? Now what you're telling me and what I'm seeing is totally opposite. 
I wonder sometime in our spiritual life, <coughs> does God look at us and what He is hearing and what He is seeing is totally opposite? Oh, praise God. We're going to shout tonight, but we got to get through this misery before we can have victory. But, but we know, oh, yes, Lord. And then he asked Peter again the third time. Is there any reason why he asked Peter three times? Could it be that Peter said, I don't know you three times? Could it be that Peter denied him not once, not twice, but three times? Could it be that Jesus is just stirring him up a little bit till he really gets his attention? Peter being, he was, history tells us that Peter was a little hot-headed and overreacting to some things. And he said, throws the fish down, stomps his foot and looks at him and said, you know everything. You know it all. You know what I'm thinking. You knew that I was going to deny you. You told me that I was going to deny you. You know, God, that I love you. He said, feed my sheep. Something began to click inside the Apostle Peter. That something began to go on inside his brain and he realized the first opportunity I had, I went back to the same old thing. The first chance that I had, I went back to the same old occupation. I'm just going to go fishing. Is something don't go your way? Are we in a relationship or we are in a shack up mentality with God? You work good for the moment. You're just what I need for the time. But I don't want to spend all my life with you. I don't want to make a commitment with you. I don't want to build a life together with you. I like you, but I... I'm just not in love with you. I like what you can give me. I like what you can provide me. I like, I like the things that we have. But now to say that this is a lifelong relationship. Now we've got to think about this. But Peter's mind was quickened the third time. And he said, Lord, you know everything you know that I love you. And he said, well, if you love me, there's some things you're going to have to separate from to do what I want you to do. People want God without a commitment. People want the blessings of God without a relationship with God. People want the help of God without any commitment to God. But God is not interested in just fixing your problem. But God is interested in you entering into a long-term relationship with Him. Amen. Exodus chapter 21 tells us a very familiar story. We've heard it talked about and preached about many, many times about the servant, the Hebrew servant. If any person buys a Hebrew servant, he is to serve them for six years. And in the middle of that sixth year, he has a choice to go free. And he has, he has the opportunity to make his decision. The law says that if he came in with a wife, and with children, he can leave and take them with him. But if he came in with nothing, and while he was there, his master gave him a wife, and his wife gave him children, if he chooses to leave in that sixth year, he must leave his children, and he must leave his wife behind, because they do not belong to him. But then... He has an opportunity. 
if his master has been good, if his master has been pleasant to work for, if he has found the place that he lives a good place. In verse number 5, or in verse number 5 of the 21st chapter of Exodus, he said, And the servant shall plainly say, I love my master, my wife, and my children. I will not go out free. Then the master is going to take this man, this servant, to the doorpost or to the door of the house. He's going to call the elders together. They're going to take an awl and they're going to pin his ear to the doorpost and bore it through with an awl. A mark that forever changes his life. He is then entered into a lifelong relationship with his master. He will never go free because he has made a commitment that I love it here and I'm going to stay here and I shall never desire to leave. I want to tell you today the God that I know and that I serve. He is a God that forever marks His creation. He is a God that when somebody comes to Him, they are forever changed and they will never be the same again. Oh, can I backslide? Yes, you can backslide. But you are forever marked because you have entered into a relationship with God. The God that I serve changes who you were into what God wants you to be. Amen. The God that I serve loves you the way that you are, but He loves you too much to leave you like you are. Amen. But the God that I know that I've entered into a relationship with will forever change the way that you look. He will ever change the way that you act. Amen. He will forever change the places that you go when you enter into a relationship with God. Amen. Amen. There is so many people say, I, I, I like, I like to feel what I feel when I go to church there. I like to enjoy the presence of the Lord that I enjoy when I go to church there. I don't want to get away from the church, but they're not willing to make a commitment to the house, to God, God, and make a relationship with God. Amen. There is people in here this morning that has been born and raised in the church. All you know is about God and being around God and being around the church, but you have never entered into a relationship with God. Amen. God is still asking you, lovest thou me more than these and you're telling him with one side of your brain God you know I love you but the other side is saying something totally opposite amen when this man has the all bored through his ear he is forever changed everywhere he goes he's different Amen. I've had people say, oh man, I'd like to be part of that church, but I can't live that way. The reason why you can't live that way is because you have never entered into a relationship with God. When you are entered into a relationship with God, and you are falling in love with God, Amen. It doesn't bother you that you've got a hole bored through your ear. Amen. That servant that loved his master, that loved his wife, and loved his children, and loved where he was living, it didn't bother him to go to town and have a hole bored through his ear because he loved the place that he was at. I want to tell you today, when you fall in love with God, Oh, 
you're on vacation. It don't matter if you're on the other side of the world. It doesn't matter where you're at. I'm apostolic. I'm in love with God. I'm in love with what God has done in my life. Hallelujah. You don't change who you are because of the workplace. Amen, because you've plainly said, I love my master. Amen, when you are in a relationship with God, commitment is no problem. When you are in love with your wife or with your husband, commitment is no problem. They don't have to worry about you when you're by yourself because you're in love. They don't have to worry about you when something happens and you don't come home on time because you're in love. You've made a commitment. You're in relationship. You're totally committed. I worry about men that I go around that notices every female that walks by. I worry about men that would have female numbers in their phone. That was weak, but it's still an amen anyway. Amen. I worry about men that would talk to somebody else more than they talk to their wife. I worry about men and women that would stay on the computer for hours and don't have a minute for their wife or for their husband. I worry about men and women that has all of these other things going on and don't have time for each other. I worry about your relationship, your commitment. Let me tell you this, every man, woman, we have to work, we have to work, that's, that's part of it. But you can get so wrapped up in your job that it takes away from your spouse or your family. Ooh, that ain't about right, that's right. I believe I'll back up and say that again. So wrapped up in overtime raking in. Oh, I got to get, I got to get, I got to, I got to have, I got This buys me more. This gets me more. This. You've got a responsibility. Amen. It's not just to provide all the things and the luxuries that we can have in this life. But you are the leader. You are the provider. You are. Hallelujah. You are placed there for a purpose and for a reason. Man and woman didn't get married to be by theirself. You might have. I didn't. I got married because I didn't want to be by myself. I wanted somebody there with me. Scared to sleep by myself. I tell you today, America has got the family structure so bent out of shape and so crazy to where all of these things have become normal. It's not normal according to this book. This is still our guideline. This is still what we go by. This is still the directions that we have to have a happy home. Amen. Commitment. When you're in love and you're in relationship, commitment is no problem. It's just natural. When you're in love and you're in a relationship, faithfulness is no problem. Church all the time. Church all the time. All you do is go to church, church, church tonight, 
church this morning, church Monday night. My Lord, have mercy. Churching us to death just about, what is that, two, six hours out of our busy schedule that we're going to take out for church this week. Oh, how terrible. And we love God more than anything in this world. Y'all smile at me anyway. Ain't nobody got a gun this morning, do you? Don't pull it out if you do, please. If looks could kill, I'm a dead man. But, But just, oh, faithfulness. 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 Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday night, whatever night it may be, faithfulness to the house of God. God, you can count on me, but we're telling God, God, you know I love you, but I just ain't going to be there. Maybe you know I love you, but I ain't coming home tonight. That does not work in relationship. Relationship is faithfulness all the time. Faithfulness every day. It doesn't matter what day. I'm still faithful. I'm still committed. I'm still consecrated to my God. Hallelujah. 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 Relationship brings someone to prayer. You know I love you, God, but you had to find out on the run because I don't have time to stop and pray. Pray. Praying. Oh, I find praying boring. I find praying difficult. I find praying. Praying is talking to someone that you're in love with. Amen. Praying is, is visiting with someone that you're, you're in love with. If you don't talk to someone enough, you lose that connection. You lose that relationship. You lose that desire for one another. When you do not pray, you have no strength. When you do not pray, other things start looking better than God things. When you do not pray, the devil moves in to sow discord between you and everything that's about God. When you're in a relationship with God, you'll want to talk to God. You'll want to visit with God. You'll want to commune with God. You'll want to spend time with God when you're in a relationship with God. When you're just in the shack up mentality, you don't have time today to visit with God because there is no commitment. There is no commitment. There is no faithfulness. There is no prayer. Separation is easy. When you're in a relationship with God. Standards don't bother you when you're in a relationship with God. Amen. Standards does not save us. We change our lifestyle because that we are saved. Amen. You won't gripe and bellyache about every standard that is preached about separation from the world when you're in love and in a relationship with God. Amen. Because you would not want anything in your life that would not be like Him. That would hinder your relationship with God. Separation. Separation. That that man did not bother him That he looked different when he walked down the street. Separation is something that makes us look different when we walk down the street. Today, the church is wanting to become like the world. 
The church is wanting to become worldly. And the world is wanting to get churchy. And everybody, everybody's a Christian and everybody's going to heaven, but nobody's changed. Relationship with God will forever change you. It doesn't just change a brand of cigarettes and a brand of alcohol and a brand of drugs. It delivers you. It sets you free. It changes you. Amen. Separation will change what you look like into what God wants you to look like. God is not coming back for a bride that is immodest. But God is coming back for a bride that has prepared themselves. A bride that is separate and set apart. When you go to a wedding, the bride looks different than anybody else there. Why? Because she is a bride. The world is even trying to change that in the wedding setting. That all of them just look alike and everybody fits in. But I want to tell you, the church is like trying to put a square peg into a round hole for the church to fit in to this world and this world system. Amen. God never intended the church to blend in. Oh, I thought, I thought we believed this message today. The church is never supposed to blend in with the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. But relationship forever changes us. It causes separation to become easy. Holiness becomes a way of life. Amen. Holiness is just part of us when we enter into a relationship with God. It's just our nature because that's the way our God's nature is. Our God is holy. So the scripture tells us our God is holy, but so be ye holy. And it tells us to be holy in all manner of our conversation. You can't have holiness in your heart telling dirty jokes. You can't have holiness in your heart watching and looking at dirty things. You're not in a relationship with God. You're standing on the fringes when you laugh and joke and oh, ain't that, oh, ain't that funny. Ain't that, oh, it's just part of life. It's not part of life in a Christian's walk with God. It may be part of this world, but we are not part of this world. We are strangers and pilgrims in a strange world. Amen. They say, oh, you're strange. You're mighty right. I'm strange. I'm strange because I've come in contact with the God that changed me. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. A God that is real. A God that is desiring relationship. A God that is hungry for all who are weary and heavy laden to come unto Him. As they come get ready to sing this morning. We must fall in love with Him. We must fall in love with God. We must love Him more than anything in this world. He must be our very chief possession. He must be what comes first in our life. And I want to tell you, when you love God, and when you enter into a relationship with God, 
that your problems will forever be changed. That God will come to your rescue. That God will move in your situation. But first you must fall in love with Him. And if I could encourage you today, under the sound of my voice, if these things have become problems, God is asking you the question, Lovest thou me more than these? Lovest thou me more than these? Do you love me more than pleasure? Do you love me more than your job? When your job is gone, God's still going to be there. Do you love me more than your internet? Do you love me more than your guns? Do you love me more than your boats? Do you love me more than the things of this world? Do you love me, Peter, Simon, Simon? I've just got to know. Are you willing to go to the doorpost and allow the Master to take the all of forever change and drive it through your ear to where everybody knows? Everybody knows. Everybody that you come in contact knows. That you're not just a Christian, but you're an apostolic Christian. Because you have entered into a relationship with God. That has forever changed your life. Look at, look at me today. You are looking at a satisfied customer. The day that I made up in my mind... That I want to enter into a relationship with you, God. As a 17-year-old young man, I prayed through one Thursday night. And then, a few weeks later, I was in the church praying. And I totally committed myself to God. I can take you to the very place where it happened. Where I fell on my knees and faced before God. And God forever changed me. Because I didn't want just a shack up experience with God. But I entered into a relationship with God. Has a relationship hit rough roads? Yes. Has there been bumpy areas that I had to go through? Yes. Has there been trying times? Yes. But I made a commitment that God, I want you more than anything in this world. I'm not looking for just a short term fix, God. But I want a relationship that will last. That will stand the test of time. I wonder right now. Is there anybody can hear the voice of God calling you. And saying lovest thou me more than these. Do you love me? Do you love me more than these things of this world? Do you love me more than this? Do you love me more than that? Do you love me enough to stop what you're doing? And commit your ways to me? As they sing this morning, I wonder if you want to step out from where you're sitting. I don't want you to stand right now because when you stand, everybody just comes. But I wonder right now if you'll step out from where you're sitting and make your way and stand before this altar before God. Say, God, I love you.
It's about falling in love with Him today. It's not about Him just touching you, but it's about Him changing. Oh, falling in love with you, Lord. I'm here to testify, God, it's the best thing I've ever done in my life. Hallelujah. Anybody else want to come today? Anybody else hear the voice of God in the background saying, Lovest thou me more than these? Are you at the place that no God? I love these things more than you. You can't tell him one thing and do something different. You can't say one thing and walk a different direction. Does anybody want to fall in love with him over and over again today? Would you come? Oh, God, falling in love with you, Lord. Falling in love with you, Lord. Can I testify that it's the best thing that you ever do? It's the best thing that you ever do. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Living for God's the best way. Living for God is the easiest way. Commitment and relationship with God is the only way. Hallelujah. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, it's about falling in love with Him today. Would you come, if you don't know God and the power of the Holy Ghost, would you come and lift your hands toward heaven and say, God, I want to fall in love with you. Oh, let God move in your life today. Let God help you today. Let God forever change you today. Let God take care of your problem today. Let God move in your situation today. Hallelujah. 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 Holy Ghost power. Holy Ghost power today, God. Oh, I want a relationship with you, God. I want a relationship with you, God. I want a relationship with you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
all sing it together right now. Falling in love, oh, falling with, in love Jesus. with Jesus. Hallelujah. Falling Why don't you raise your hands and sing it from your heart today? Jesus. Falling in love with you, Lord. Falling in love Nothing else matters. Jesus. God, it's all about you. Yes. 